All right, it is that time again for a closer, more analytical look at the week's hot news stories, along with some informed opinion. That can only mean one thing. It's time for the roundtable. And some introductions are in order, so let's introduce people first. You know Marlon Hill, an attorney with Hamilton Miller and Berthasel, a past president of the Caribbean Bar Association and Democratic Party activist. Rosemary O'Hara is back, the editorial page editor at the Sun Sentinel. And Ed Pozzuoli is president of Trip Scott Law Firm in Fort Lauderdale and an influential voice in the Republican Party. And there finally he is. There is Ed. <laughs> glad, to, glad to see Wait, you. Wait, you want to just take a, another one? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everyone. Well, Veteran roundtablers with yeah, some hey, topics so to chew on here. today. On the uh, new year, uh, by the way. Rosemary, as an esteemed colleague in the journalism dodge, as we say, <laughs> uh, if you had been brought a an anonymous uh, op-ed piece that was highly critical of the governor or if you were at the Times, would you have published it? Uh, you know, I have never published an anonymous op-ed. Newspapers are reluctant here, here. to uh, use anonymous sources because for credibility's sake, we want our readers to know who the person is that's making a statement, both so that they can judge their motive and you know how would they even know that right. and um and also the people in that circle too so that other people aren't you know suspected of having done something that said when we do decide to use anonymous sources it's because we believe that the information is important enough to get out there it's because we have vetted the person um, and know that person to be credible and they would lose their job if it got out and um, that there's another source you know and in this case you could say that the information was already out there but um, this but not from somebody excuse me right. but not from somebody inside the White House and I mean do you believe that the Times editorial board knew the the author knew the person who had submitted this. Somebody certainly did, or else they wouldn't have published it. Absolutely. They knew who it was, and they vetted it, um, and they made the determination that there was a public interest, that laying it out there so clearly, so blatantly, about the chaos that a senior administration official sees in the White House, they decided that there was a public purpose in that, and I believe that the exception was... I agree with their exception. And is there a difference that, you know, anonymous sources are used in reporting, usually with a backup from another source? You get the tip, you try to back it up, confirm, concur. Is there a difference that this was clearly an opinion piece and presented as such? Yeah, the real, but, but the real issue is the journalistic, uh, you know, ethic issue aside, and, and, and Rosemary, I appreciate your answer on that. The real issue is why somebody might do that. And the, the if you're working in the White House, while you don't, uh, you know, have a blood oath with the president, there is a certain level of loyalty and sanctity that you should have. And allowing uh, for a personal opinion to be published in the New York Times or even offering that up is frankly uh, a violation of that level of trust. And, and by the way, this, while at this level it hasn't happened in the past, kind of palace intrigue is all wonderful and stuff. It's great for a Sunday morning talk like we're doing now, but it doesn't really do anything. Well, it's not uh, it, good for it, the country. It's, it's not, not good but, for yeah. the White but, House. But it doesn't change the narrative of the economy and, and where we are on trade and some of the things. It well, really, it changed, Ed, excuse me, it changes, changes <laughs> the narrative on trade, 
when <coughs> Gary Cohn reportedly goes into the White House, the Oval Office, sees on the president's desk a, a, a tariff agreement <coughs> that he thinks is really bad for the country and simply swipes it. Yeah, that, that, that kind of behavior is... I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, I'm shocked by it in a certain sense. It shocks me as well. It, it, I mean, it should I, shock I, me. In, in, in law school, I had, I had a law professor who talked about the rubber band in, in the world of ethics, right? And this one just doesn't feel right to me, right? Irrespective how, of the difference. Rubber, rubber band. Rubber band, stretching the rubber band until it breaks. You don't break it, right? And this just doesn't feel right to me, irrespective of the significant differences that I have with the president, even how he conducts himself. This just doesn't feel right for any work environment, no. actually. Yeah. So Colonel Mustard in the basement with the candlestick intrigue here about, is anyone a clue player? Did that just fall flat? No, 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 no that was. In, okay. in the library, yeah. 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 So, right. so if this you know, senior, administra <laughs> senior administration official may not be very senior at all, was, was the yeah. purported well, loyalty to no, country more important than purported loyalty to then the they should Then they should quit. They should leave the post and, and and leave working at the White House, whatever their role is, whether it's a minor role or something more major, I don't, I don't know. But the bottom line is, yeah. they shouldn't be employed at the White House if that's what they want. Yeah, but Marlon, uh, let's let's all agree. I think we can. This White House has leaked from day one. I mean, there have been massive numbers of leaks. I mean, as both With congressmen, as, as the congressman, both congressmen just said. None of this stuff is terribly surprising that it came in one week and came with such force. I mean, here is what, you know, the anonymous op-ed writer said. The president's leadership style is impetuous, adversarial, petty, and ineffective. The president Whoa. has a problem with his leadership style, clearly, between his staff. He's someone who always asking for loyalty, and he doesn't give it. Right? So he has an issue with the people that he's working with that are not loyal to his agenda. That is his number what one this, problem. What this really does, though, is it takes the president and the White House off message of where they should be. We had great report on and the economy on that, Friday. Right? We had great report, right. uh, economic report on Friday with wages why going up 3% and, the, and the, the economy growing at a clip of 4.2%. By the way, something President Obama never fault. dreamed of. That's and, his and, fault. and so all of that get, gets in the way of all this. Doesn't that but frustrate you? I don't disagree, but, but here's the point. Americans, let's be honest, what do Americans care about? We're not in, we're not stability, in five wars. We're not in five in wars. We've beaten, we've beaten down, uh, we've beaten down ISIS <laughs> and our economy. Ed, you're doing hot. a better job of Great staying job. on message yeah. with this communication. Well, well, the the administration would say we want stability. Time out, everybody. Quick we break. are going to take a quick break. Back with more roundtable in just a minute. <laughs> Today, you have even more ways to access the number one care in South Florida. Simply click in to Cleveland Clinic Florida for an express care online visit. Any hour, day or night. Walk in to our walk-in clinic or our emergency department. Or call in today. We're here to care for you. Anytime. Anywhere. Find your way to the best care at clevelandclinicflorida.org. Social Security sometimes is the only thing that stands between having a roof over your head and being homeless. But unfortunately, the process for applying and receiving Social Security benefits can be a nightmare. I'm Ultima Morgan of Morgan & Morgan. Our dedicated Social Security attorneys have helped thousands of people obtain their benefits. Whether you need help applying for or were denied benefits, if you can't work because of an injury or disability, 
Call us now. The consultation is free. Morgan and Morgan for the people.com. Monopoly jackpot scratch offs from the Florida Lottery are a new spin on a classic. Loaded with prizes from $10,000 to $2 million and offering more than $355 million in total cash prizes. To unleash the excitement with the new Monopoly Jackpot Scratch Offs, the Florida Lottery. It's your ticket. Claim it! Jock! Hey, Jock! Quick question for you. No, mate, there's no actual beans in the bean stock. It's just a name. It's not that, it's. That. Doesn't the giant normally say fee five fo fun? Oh, right. I guess he decided to get rid of fees. Unlike cable providers, internet with AT&T Fiber means the price you see is the price you pay. $40 a month for 100 megabits per second internet. No extra monthly fees. More for your thing. That's our thing. Call 1-877-ONLY-ATT. Don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years, rocking my peers, putting suckers in fear. Don't you dare stare. You better move. Listen to the bass. Go boom. I'm gonna knock you out. Mama said knock you out. Don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years. We are back with roundtablers Marlon Hill, Rosemary O'Hara, Ed Pozzuoli. Let's talk about the lieutenant governors. On not, not about what the lieutenant governor does. That's a whole other segment. But Not much. I, in a very yeah. short segment. <laughs> okay, we but cover we it now. Move on. Let's go. <laughs> we have we have two plates that are set with uh, with with teams that are are they really balanced? Uh, I guess Jeanette Nunez, state rep, who is now lieutenant governor, running nominee, running with uh, Ron DeSantis, is an is an interesting balance. Um, Marlon uh, Andrew Gillum chose his former opponent Chris King, who hardly got three percent of the votes is from the middle of the state, is demographically a white man. What does that do? That, that is not a pejorative, just for the record. But in a very diverse state, looking yeah. for diversity and looking for balance and looking for a, a strong leader, and, and he was, we've, we've had him here. He was a, an yeah. interesting candidate. What does that do for that team? Well, in, in 2018, Glenna, I believe um, diversity and inclusion comes in various shapes, colors, sizes, and thoughts and Including perspectives. Including the palest of the spectrum? Yeah, I think that, you know, it's a campaign bromance, right? You know, they're compatible. Um, they, they believe that they share the same vision, right? And he's also a very seasoned businessman from a geographic part of the state yeah, that he needs to delay. Excuse me. Yeah. Politically, what does he do? I, I happen to think that this, you know, yes, they are friends. They got along. They were got to be real friends on the campaign trail. Sure. But, you know, Rosemary, I, I don't think this choice does much for Andrew Gillum. No, um, Andrew Gillum won with 34% of the vote, Democratic vote. Chris King brings another 3%. Had he chosen Gwen Graham, she would have brought another third, and, and a lot of the women vote as well. I understand that you wanted some, a running mate who you have good chemistry with. But um, the other thing, though, is that the latest poll shows people's minds are pretty much made yeah. up. There's only 3% who haven't made up their right. mind. So if the strategy is to get in, is mm -hmm. to excite your base and get your base out, which appears to be the strategy, then this should work. Okay, well, 
I, I'm not so sure. That's we'll see how that plays out over time. But on these picks, this was the first opportunity to get an understanding of what these candidates make their first judgment, makes their yeah. first pick, because ultimately the LG only helps a little bit on the margins. But uh, compared to what Andrew Gillum picked, which I thought was a kind of a yawner, um, where he had an opportunity, he missed it. Uh, Ron DeSantis picked Jeanette Nunez, and that was an absolute home run. It helps historic. It's, she could be the first lieutenant Cuban-American uh, woman who's a lieutenant governor. She is strong. She sponsored a bill to uh, not have the state of Florida do business with Venezuela, right. uh, with, with Maduro. She, right. sponsored, she sponsors school choice opportunities for, for minorities. State in-state tuition for Dreamers. But she and did. Here's where, here's where you are. You're missing the, and you, and, totally missing the but mark. But politically speaking, she does help DeSantis in that big, big way. But politically speaking, for, for, for Andrew, right, yeah. you remember, yeah. he, you have to dance with the one that brings you, right? Progressives and new voters allowed him to win this primary. He's doubling down on that. You're missing new voters, younger voters, millennials, <laughs> immigrants who are now new citizens that are increasingly, in the last two years, you should see the citizenship numbers. No. These new voters, <clears throat> especially in South Florida, are going to double down and yeah. support him. You, you're absolutely your, right, though. To your point, Ed, in, in the DeSantis-Nunez ticket, she fills in where he has been criticized for not knowing state issues, being too much on the national issues. She, she fills that in. As terrific as a candidate as Chris King might be, where where does he fill in if he's doubling down? Where is the the sort of complementary marriage he, to fill in the gaps? He fills in the I-4 corridor politically, right? He's very well liked there, right? He fills in the business owner, entrepreneur who takes care of his employees. That's a very important point for the persons that supported Andrew Gillum. Um, the successful business that he's built, he paid his um, his workers a $15 minimum wage. The affordable housing, an issue that's important so, to working Floridians. Yeah. These are issues that are important to the folks. Can, issues issues do judge. matter okay. here. Issues matter because you have a real difference of opinion as to where this should be. So instead of, as an example, instead of having the government mandate $15, $15 an hour, you mm -hmm. have the economy now demanding that uh, wages raise based upon Friday's numbers. You have school choice parents being able to make a decision about what's best for their child instead of bureaucrats. And the issues, whole thing, issues matter, those matter a lot. And candidates Not matter issues, too. But. And my opinion is that in picking um, Chris King, um, Andrew Gillum was true to himself and who he liked. In picking Jeanette Nunez, I think it was a calculated choice, not a natural choice. And that she was critical of Trump is one that will, um, will identifies the divide between them. And I, I think it identifies, what it identifies is a willingness to have a partner uh, on, a, on a ticket like that who has different viewpoints. And so I'm okay with that. I think that's strong. Yeah, big, but that's big time I mean, strong because Jeanette Nunez was a home run. Chris Smith wasn't. That's really the look, bottom line. I'm, I just want to say on the record, Jeanette Nunez is a very capable state legislator. And in March of 2016, she sent out a tweet, she and Marco Rubio, she supported Rubio in the, in the presidential race, and she said, Donald Trump is the biggest con man there is, right. anti-Israel, pro-KKK. I mean, that's about as strong. And now she's sort of saying, you know, never mind. I, didn't I don't think she said never mind. I don't think she said never mind. I don't think she said never mind at all. Back. Here it is. Here's the, here's the tweet she sent out. Wake up, Florida voters. Trump is the biggest kind man there is. No substance. Anti-Israel supports KKK. Never Trump what vote. I, Mark what I heard her say is 
hey, it is what it is. I think that was her verbatim quote. It is what it is. That was then. There was context to it. Uh, she's going she's gonna move. She's going to move forward from from that statement. Well, of right? course it's, she it's is. She's been already deleted. trying. But the bottom line is that with folks having already made their minds up. Independence and new voters is where the fight is going to be for the next 58 days, right? Whose vision and issues, Ed, yes, do I want my Florida to look like? And that's the decision. And the latest yeah. poll shows that the independents are, are mm. favoring the Democrats Absolutely. like 56 to 43. That's big. You know, we haven't Scott. started the campaign mm -hmm. yet. Can we, right. we take a quick break? Everybody started. 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 This, this, this campaign is underway. We're, we're going to go to break. We we'll be right back. <laughs> All right, we're getting there. One. Welcome back. We are in the midst of the roundtable, and we have one more point on the governor's race I want to sort of get in here before we run out of time, and that is this label that Andrew Gillum is a socialist or, uh, as President Trump says, a failed socialist mayor. Uh, Rosemary, there was a time, and I remember this, and you do too, when um, Democrats who were liberals were put down because they were liberals. Connie Mack put down Buddy McKay in a mm -hmm. Senate race. Hey, buddy, you're a liberal. Mm -hmm. and, it's, and it worked. I'm going to say something in my commentary here. But the fact of the matter is, Andrew Gillum is, is left. He's progressive. He's a liberal, but well within the mainstream of American political thought. And he is not a socialist. PolitiFact, hold on, Ed. PolitiFact Florida looked at it this <laughs> week and said, get a close-up of Ed's face. Close-up. <laughs> no. I don't buy that characterization. All right, Pol all right. PolitiFact, let me ask you, Ed. Mm -hmm. PolitiFact Florida looked at this and said, Andrew Gillum, is, this is a false claim. Would you disagree with that? No, he's a socialist. He, he promotes socialistic policies. The bottom line is the, that the control by government, the, the control yeah, by government wait, wait, wait. of institutions, of, so, of yeah. government itself yeah. is socialism. Okay. What, what so, is socialism? Let's understand Medicare it. socialist? Yes. Oh, okay. so, and it so is. we shouldn't, so Medicare is a bad thing for no. Republicans? No, no, Public hang on a second. No, no. Is social security is a debate. Hang on one second. I'll explain. I'll explain. He's a socialist because he promotes socialistic ideas. He wants the government to control the marketplace. A 15% minimum wage where the marketplace is already taking control. Yeah, that's, yeah, no, it control. is. It is. So hang on one second. Let's, go, let's move on. Let's understand what he wants. He wants Medicaid for all. Medicare for all. The bottom line is, is that that's, that is controlling government control. You tell me what government, had, what government program has done well. How did it work out at the school board in Broward well, County? How did it work well, out? You, would you go to the Veterans Administration can, for can operation? The answer is no. The answer is no. In South Florida, a lot of people like their social security. Social security, social security, no. Social security is not. Social security, I pay. I pay. No, 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 no. Hang on one second. I pay that money. No, I pay that money into the government, and then they're supposed to give it back to me. Well, that's my money. Hang on one second. That is not. This, where this comes from, is during one of the debates. Andrew Gillum was asked, I believe it was the Jacksonville debate, are, do you describe yourself as a socialist or a capitalist? That was the question. Right. And he had trouble picking one. He did not answer yeah. that question. And I think that yeah, he fuels his fire. That, that, defines, that defines our political he invited it, but he was on this Andrew Gillum was on this program a couple of weeks ago, and I said, here you're campaigning with Bernie Sanders, who <laughs> describes himself as a democratic socialist, are you a democratic socialist? And Gillum said, I am a Democrat. Mm -hmm. And that's how he describes well, if himself. I can, if Period. I can Full stop. 
So <laughs> fine, he can one, describe one himself however one. he is. But the policies pr he's, he's yeah, pushing one, just are one socialistic quickly. policies. The Republicans, in my view, like to call names. So it's like liberal became a bad word. Now it's libs. I hate that libs. <laughs> then it was like progressive is bad, and now socialist. You know, there yeah. it's it's all these names, and I'm thinking. What do, what do Democrats call Republicans Look, or conservatives? Oh, come do on. They, do, what, what's the negative word they oh, use? Oh, come on. I'm not even going to say We lost a Here's, here's the right. deal. Can't we the deal all is do, just do we want to be Illinois? Do we want to be Connecticut? Do we want to increase taxes by 40%? Or, or like, like Andrew Gillum wants to We are out of time. My friend, Ed Rosemary Barlin, thank you for coming in. We'll be back. This was fabulous. Yes, you will. We'll do it again. So much to say.